And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Well, hello. Welcome to the Mentors Radio Show. I'm Rick Brutico, and Really pleased to be with you today. I think we're going to have a great show. I'm very glad you joined us. I'm I'm thinking every one of us will benefit from this show. Because today we're going to speak with Scott Schimmel, who started a consulting and coaching service to assist those in transition as they begin the first chapter of their story. What's the story? Scott will tell us, so stay tuned. And while you're at it, grab a friend, maybe more than one, anyone who is transitioning in life. Could be people moving on in school, transitioning out of the military, people making career adjustments, or maybe someone going from single to married life or even into retirement. They're all transitioning and will benefit from what Scott tells us today. You'll hear why, because our show topic is writing your own story. We have all heard it before, thousands of times. I don't know what to do with my life. We ourselves, and certainly I have friends who have huge college debt, but have no idea what to do with their life as they look at their newly minted diploma. We'll be tackling these large life issues that affect every one of us and unfortunately unburden some of us into bad choices and into deep depression. So Scott will share with us these stories and I suspect that we'll see ourselves, a family, a friend, someone we know, whether it's students looking at the next level of education, graduates looking at what to do and where to go, people coming out of the military and wondering Where is their fit in civilian life? Or athletes who are stars on the field, but now are trying to figure out where they can be a star in life. And then there's people whose lifestyles are changing. Changing by getting married, adding kids, moving to another town, or maybe just moving into retirement. So this promises to be very educational and very self-revealing. But before we immerse ourselves into this heady topic, I have a bit of housekeeping to do. Just three quick reminders, though. We love your feedback and questions, so leave us a question anytime on our voice line, 24-7. That's 844-610-8265 or 844-610-TALK. Like us on Facebook at The Mentors Radio or visit our website, www.thementorsradio.com. There you can review all of our show notes and use our links to guest resources and giveaways. Of course, it's all free and you get complete access by going to TheMentorsRadio.com. And every show is there, not just today, so that you can look back at other shows and hear what you may have heard a couple of months back or even a year or so back. So I think it's well worth resource. And remember, it's free, TheMentorsRadio.com. So now, without any more delays, let me tell you about Mr. Schimmel. He's a graduate from the University of San Diego. He's a master at helping people grow. As president and chief guide of the U School, he is responsible for leading the charge with schools, athletes, and veterans, ensuring that everything they do delivers on the mission and vision. After being rescued from a career path headed into corporate finance and spending over 10 years in a nonprofit helping develop college students into world changers, 
Scott is deeply aware of the challenges people face when transitioning into the real world. That's why he invested his time guiding students, athletes, and veterans to discover and write their own stories. Outside of view school, Scott is an avid reader, speaker, writer, and golf fiend. And his latest challenge is learning how to coach girls softball. He serves on the board of Urban Life in City Heights, California, where his wife and three children keep him very well anchored. So without further delay, let's get into our life story. How about we start with Scott's? Hello, Scott. Hey, Mr. Brudico. Hey, please call me Rick. <clears throat> You're the mystery in this thing. Never. The ex- I'll never call the you e- Mr. Brudico. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, ex- the extra Mr. Schimmel, the extra expert. So... Um, <laughs> So uh, maybe we can start off with uh, some of our, 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 our people that are listening, joining me today on the radio, listening to you. I imagine um, they're thinking like I am. What what's the name you school and what's a story? So maybe you can give us a little background on that. Yes. Yeah, you school. The idea of it is what if there was a place to go to learn about yourself? So we came up with this idea about six years ago and said there should be a place to go. And traditionally, there hasn't been. Where do you go if you really want to figure out who you are, what matters to you, what you believe in, and how to design your life? Is it a faith community? Is it therapy? Could it be a 12-step program? Is it Oprah? We, there wasn't really one central place to go to get the, the, the tools and the process that you needed to figure yourself out. And I don't know about you, but I know I'm a pretty complex character. So it's not just as simple as taking a test online or taking an aptitude test. It requires a process, and the process that we've designed is it's robust. It's a lot of questions. It's a lot of conversations with people that matter. It's a lot of listening, paying attention. And so about six years ago, I had noticed that there were college students graduating, lots of them, without any plan for their lives, regardless of the fact they had good majors, good degrees, top universities, and they'd been in school for 16, 17 years at that point. They still, if you ask them, would say, yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to live. I don't know what career path to go in. And, uh, and I'm actually more confused now than I was when I was coming into college. And so uh, in, a, in a deep sense of, well, that's not right. That doesn't make sense, especially if you're paying, at least on my alma mater, $60,000 plus for four years. You'd think by then you'd have a plan and have some clarity. And we're finding that they don't. This whole generation does not have much clarity. And so we wanted to create the place to go to get clarity, figure out who you are and how to live it out. You know, I have a theory, uh, Scott, um, and this happened to me when I was in college. I majored in engineering and a real good friend of mine majored, I think, in history or something like that. I'm not exactly sure what, but a liberal mm-hmm. arts thing. He was really bright. I think he was the valedictorian of the class and you know, all this heady stuff. And I remember as we we're getting close to graduation, I said to him, what are you what are you planning to do? And he said, no idea. And I said, are you going to get a Ph.D. or a master's degree and teach history? He said, no, I really don't want to do that. Well, what are you going to do? He says, I don't know what the heck to do. He said, but I know he says, but I know law pays the best. So, okay. so I, under, I understand he went into law and I haven't talked to him in many, many years. I don't know if he did well or not. But your your story resonates with me because so many times I've heard it in the past. So I think I think the idea is good. And I hope today you're going to share with us some of that. Uh, the topic yeah. so we can get a pretty good idea of what's going on yep. um, is, is is am I the same we're coming close into a break now but I'm curious is this your story or is your story different than what you just told us 
Well, you know, I was supposed to go into accounting, like you mentioned in my bio. That's what you do when you grow up in South Orange County. You go into finance, accounting, follow the footsteps of your parents, especially if it's a respectable career. So that's what I said I was going to do. That's why I went to a good school with a good accounting degree. But in college, I, you know, there's a few events and circumstances that made me pause and consider, is that really me? Is that the best use of my time? And part of it was 9-11 happening, where the entire culture started to step back and say, wait a second, what matters? What matters to us? And so I completely changed stories and went down a different path, the path of education and training and speaking, and that is not what I was supposed to do. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the poster child of rewriting the story. Well, I'd like to hear that, your poster child, because we'll pick out how you became a poster child. I hope they put a pretty picture of you on that poster. Or, <laughs> and, and it's not hanging in the, uh, in the uh, walls of the post office. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> well, anyway, listeners, stick with us. And right after the break, we'll ask Scott what it's like to be a poster child and how we created you school from a poster child. And now... Back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Well, welcome back. If you just joined us, you're listening to The Mentors Radio. I'm mentor host for today, Rick Brudico, and we're talking with Mr. Scott Schimmel, whose topic is writing your own story. He was telling us some of his story before the break. So I'd like to kind of have you pick up there, Scott, if you don't mind. And, and while you're at it, since people join us all the time during the show, uh, you might mention again what you mean by your own story. Yeah, there's a key moment for me. I remember it clearly. I was in third grade. My mom picked me up from school. And I had one of those great teachers, the guy that completely brought me out of my shell. One of, uh, so I remember w- driving home and I told my mom something to the effect of, gee, mom, when I get older, I want to be a teacher like Mr. Bailey. And she, with all great intentions, I remember patting me on the knee and said, oh, honey, that's, you know, that's not going to work because teachers don't make very much money and you need to provide for a family and, and have a lifestyle that you're used to. And it was such a clear, well-intentioned moment. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, that's, that's too bad because I would have loved <laughs> being a teacher. So fast forward, you might remember the show called Family Ties. There's yes. a character named Alex P. Keaton. He was yes. played by Michael J. He, Fox. And, you know. he, remember, he reminds me of you. Oh, thank you. I was, I set out to, <laughs> he was my role model in high school because he was the kid that read the Wall Street Journal. He wore right. khakis and Argyle socks, and, and he was conservative and went into business. And so I remember around 13, 14, watching my older sister try to figure out what she was going to do with her life. I just one, one day said, you know, I'm going to go into finance. And everybody around me, all the adults at least, looked at me and kind of said, well, that's weird. That's, that's pretty young to figure that out, but that's pretty cool. And so I, I, you know, I think in hindsight, put on a story, kind of strapped on something, played for a while, and ended up all through high school and college having a ton of internships and corporate finance, going into accounting. Meanwhile, underneath all of that uh, play acting was this deep love for people and inspiring people and motivating them and caring for them and coaching them. And not until senior year in college, when I'm in my final interview, supposed to take a job at Ernst & Young, where they tell me I'm the top recruit, where I literally said, hey, uh, you know, I, I had a nightmare last night. My nightmare was that I was supposed to be here in 20 years, and I'm still working for you. <laughs> and the guy looked at me weird. You know, you're not supposed to tell the truth in an interview. He said, well, what do you want? And I said, I, I don't know what I want. I just know this isn't 
my life, the life that I'm supposed to have. And I think it's supposed to be about coaching people and leading people and helping others find their path. And that was me at 22 years old. So for about eight or nine years, I pretended to be someone that I wasn't, which I think there's a lot of people that can relate to it. And the pretending for me was a good thing. It it would have been a good life. It would have been respectable, and I would have provided for my family well. It's just the problem was it just wasn't me. And I think I'm in the, the beginning generation that said, you know what, I'd rather not get the extra money and do something that matters and that feels right. And I just happened to get lucky by figuring out what that right thing was at a pretty young age. So I'm trying to do that for others, help them so, figure so, out. So is that story. your story then? In other words, the story is, in writing your own story, the story is, how do I find out what's right for me? What yeah. really not only fulfills my pocketbook, which is, I think, from what I just heard you say, more of a minor yeah. issue, but fulfills yeah. what my wants, my goals, my needs, makes me feel like a full person. Is, is that kind of what you're talking about, my story? Yeah, I think everybody, everybody gets handed a story by someone else, usually their parents, usually their family. And sometimes it's pretty good and aspirational, like mine. No one ever sat me down. My parents didn't sit me down and say, you have to go into finance. But I got the message that would be, uh, that would be respectable and they'd, they would admire me and respect me. But I think some people that we work with get the opposite. It's some version of, hey, you're not going anywhere or you're not smart like your older brother or you're never going to be or, you're, or maybe it is you're going to turn into your father or turn into your mother. And it's this kind of down negative story. And so one of our taglines that we tell, whether it's a student or military veterans, don't let anybody else write your story. And it, not that that's a bad thing, but it is bad if it's not you. And at some point, you're going to be so far out of alignment for your life, it's just going to be like grinding the gears. You know, it's kind of like that old saying that, that you uh, don't live to work, you work to live. And yeah. it, it kind of seems like not all of us can do what we really want to do or what we really feel compelled to do, because like you say, there is the need to make money. And I often yep. uh, speak on this show about the fact that, you know, they call it work for a reason right. <laughs> uh, and they and they pay us for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's not always our favorite thing to do. But I, I, I got a sneaky suspicion that if you approach it from the direction you're looking at, even things that might not be the career path you chose could be yeah. turned into a way to succeed at what you're doing. So, for example, in your case, being a golf fiend, if yep. you had been a teacher, you might have played more nine-hole golf after school. I don't know. Totally. But my, That's right. But my point is simply I think there is a way. Am I right about that, or have you got any highlights to tell us there? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's about giving people false hope, like that message, you can do anything you want if you put your mind yeah. to it. I think that's actually right. a lie. So mm-hmm. one of the things we talk about is, is getting a dream for your life, getting a real clear picture or vision of what your life could be, but then making sure, to your point, that it's a sober dream, that it's grounded in reality. And a lot of the reality for young people especially is that you're going to have to work tremendously hard. If you have this dream of making an impact, for example, you're going to have to become actually a personal value, which is, might require 10 to 15 to 20 years of, in your mind, grunt work, because you're getting your chops, you're honing your skills, so that at some point you actually can be valuable to someone else. And I think that's another problem generation today has, is that they think it's supposed to feel good, it's supposed to make me feel good. And I don't, I, a lot of work for me doesn't feel good. It's hard. It's stressful. It produces anxiety. But I can see the greater good behind it. And I can see where the story is going, and I, and I like it. Well, you know, you mentioned that you t- took a lot of internships and other things while you're while yep. you're getting into this new line of work. And I'm, I'm wondering, I think about my own situation, and I had a situation where I graduated and worked as an engineer for a year and then 
served in the military for a few years. And when I came back, I knew I still liked engineering, but I knew for sure I didn't want to sit at a drafting table or with mm-hmm. my uh, slide rule uh, calculating things for the rest of my life. So it caused me to look for different things. Is it, is it possible that maybe a big part of what you're suggesting might include that people might might need to have real life experiences and yeah. not just scholastic experiences? Totally. I think we've been calling that the awareness gap. So let's say, for instance, you're interested in teaching. You think that's the one profession that would make you come alive and you'd be, a, you'd be pretty effective at it. But if that's all you see is a school teacher, you might miss out on the fact that there are probably a thousand different iterations of being a teacher. You could do it in a corporate setting. You could do it as a coach on an athletic field. You could do it in a training shop inside the Army. There's a lot of different ways to do it. And so we want to encourage people to go and have real conversations. Remember face-to-face conversations, not only through text and Googling something. So have real <laughs> face-to-face conversations with people that are in an industry and, and ask them, what do you, if I'm interested in teaching, where do you think I could go with this? And with a, with a plan like that, you can actually close the awareness gap pretty quickly because people that you trust who are getting to know you can recommend things and say, hey, you, should, you ought to look into this. This might be of interest to you. So it's beyond Google search. It's real people helping steer you in the right direction. So, so there's many groups that claim to provide you know, help by helping direct people. I actually have a friend who was a president of a university for years, and he decided to help kids select the right colleges. And I said, gee, that seems like there's a lot of people who do that. And he said, no, not really, because you know, a lot of kids just say they're going to go to Harvard, Yale, Stanford, University of California, Berkeley, whatever it is, uh, Duke, whatever these high-name schools are, yeah. and they're, re- they're really not the best place for them emotionally, educationally, mm-hmm. but most important, often don't even offer the program that this person particular thing is looking for. So uh, we've only got a very short period of time left. Maybe we can pick this up after the break, but I'd kind of like to know, and how, how does U-School do this differently? Or, or maybe you don't give advice to students early on. Maybe it's after they've already graduated. Is that the case? Well, we want them to have the tools to figure it out as they go. So don't waste time. Time is a commodity, right? So the one thing you can't get back. So be smart, be wise, ask better questions now and course correct more quickly. Don't just wait until the end and then hope it, it all worked out. But does this even start with high school students, let's just say, going into college, or are we looking for career people? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're working as young as middle school, helping middle oh school gosh. kids, 12, 13 years old, process who they are and what kind of friend they want to be, where they want to go in life. Trying to get them back to the, the third grade like you did, huh, Scott? That's right. I'm trying to yeah, I want to help me. That's well, all, all right. We are we're coming up again against the break. So listeners, stick with me, and we're going to learn a lot more about you, school, and therefore a lot more about you with our guest Scott Schimmel. And now back to the mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Thanks again for joining us. I'm uh, Rick Brutico, your mentor host for today, and you're listening to The Mentors Radio. We're talking with Scott Schimmel, who's writing his own story and helping others write theirs. Interestingly, right before the break, he was telling us a little bit about how people get into things, and maybe it's not exactly what they wanted to get into. And then he shocked me by saying they start this work with as early as people in middle school. 
So I'm wondering, Scott, if you can pick it up there and maybe then even lead us into some example uh, where it might have been, you know, a story that our, our people could relate to where you uh, you help someone really change their career direction. Yeah, so I think in my observation these days, the education system is really into tests, testing kids, helping make sure mm-hmm. they're qualified to get to the next step. And as we know, the next step is all about getting to a top school because I think the formula is if, if you don't understand who you are and what to do with your life, then go to a good college or a top university. You'll figure it out in that environment, and then the rest of your life will be pretty easy. And I think uh, I, I know I've observed that it, it doesn't really work that way because a lot of teenagers particularly are prone to really just figuring out what am I supposed to answer on this test to get on to the next one? What's the grade that I'm supposed to get? What do I need to memorize, regurgitate? So this entire education system really isn't set up for students to be reflective, to be thoughtful, to think about themselves, and to imagine their future. It's just go on the next part of the track. Just keep going. And so we, we're coming into middle schools now asking students, asking kids, uh, who they are and what kind of student they are, uh, what matters to them, what kind of friend they are. Because at that age, your brain is developed enough to think in third person. You're able to see yourself and how you can affect others. And so at that point, it's actually a really good time to get clear about who you are and what matters and what your values are. And to start that process of shifting from, let's say, your parents' values or maybe your your religious tradition's values to be your values. And so we want to ask students questions all along the way and let them know that a part of education is not just passing the physics AP test, but it's really getting clear about these important questions for their lives. And so That's we get a great to watch, point. Yeah, we get to watch students, I'd say, wake up. I know that sounds a little too spiritual, <laughs> a little too out there, but we get to watch them start thinking for themselves, declare things out loud, and then start acting upon them pretty quickly. Uh, getting out of the subconscious and reactive life to realize, oh, I actually have a life that matters, and it's up to me how I choose to live it. It's a great point, Scott. You know, um, if we think back to the great thinkers, Socrates and Aristotle, people like that, really what they were, were not sitting in lecture halls, but were asking mm-hmm. great questions and trying to figure out the answers to those questions. Yeah. Learning how, to all learn. of those que- learning how to learn. Exactly. Learning how to learn. So uh, I think you're, you're on to something that's really intriguing to me. I know another thing that was interesting when I was looking at your website before this um, interview, uh, the, I, I noticed that you also do a lot with the military. I, I just think that's got to be yeah. a real ripe uh, area. Maybe you can tell us a bit about that. Yeah, we had no um, high thinking about ourselves that we could immediately help military transition because uh, at least me and the ones who co-founded USCO with, we don't have a, we don't have a a military background. And yet we were invited in, it's probably four years ago now, invited in to work with the transition group that was working with special operators, Navy SEALs mostly. And uh, because we'd heard them say things that I'd heard on college campuses, that transition, all you really need to give someone is a really good resume, maybe a LinkedIn profile, interview skills, how to shake hands, and then they'll figure it out, the rest of it. In our experience, that's, you, you need a lot more. And so what we've realized in working with uh, veterans over time the last four years is that there are these really important questions in life that the military actually answers for you. And the questions are, uh, number one, what do you believe in? 
So the military will tell you what to believe in. Uh, number two, what kind of person are you becoming? And certainly the military provides that. Become like that officer or become like that model soldier. Third is what's your mission? Obviously, the military's got a mission. Uh, fourth is how can I contribute? And that's the specific role, the, the talent and strength that you can offer to the rest of the team or to your unit. And then the fifth one is who do you belong to? And obviously the military, and well, that's what we hear in transition from the military, a lot of veterans saying that's actually the biggest loss, that's the biggest disorientation, is I'm going from people that I could trust and lean on, that know me and get me and I understand them, to this outside world, the civilian world, where I don't know if I can trust people. I don't know if I understand or, or believe the same things as they do. And so it's working with veterans and helping them process those five key questions that we've noticed when you have those questions answered, what do I believe, who am I becoming, what's my mission, how can I contribute, who do I belong to? If, if we can help veterans reestablish their own answers to those questions, then when you give them things like a resume and a LinkedIn profile, they get so much more out of it, and there's so much more clarity. And rather than Joe just go into the path of least resistance, for instance, Navy SEALs going into, let's say, security jobs overseas because that's what they know how to do, they can actually, like you've been saying, rewrite the story and pick a new path and find the education that they need or the networking that they need and go and bring all of their assets and skills into a new endeavor. And so it's rewriting everything for their own. And, and most of these guys would tell us they've never had to think about this stuff before because it's been answered for them since they were 18, 19 years old. I think you're right about that. I, I have been in the military uh, and um, even though I graduated, uh, graduated as an electronic engineer in the days when electronic engineering was just opening up as a new field, um, I, I got to the military and I learned something that was very important, and that was they deal in practical. And so it wasn't about theoretical anymore. And, you know, not that we don't need theoretical, but in the, most of us are dealing practical, practically in what happens every day. And you're right. There's a time to get up. There's a time to go to bed. There's a time to shine your shoes. There's a time to make your bed. Right. I mean, everything is laid out for you. Structure. And in some ways, yeah, in some ways it really helps you structure your life. But in other ways, it makes you very dependent upon the organization. Mm -hmm. Yep. You, yep. Did you see that? I mean, is that a difficulty that they, you know, they can't do anything unless the sergeant is there yelling at them? Well, it's funny because it just so happens that's the exact same challenge for a teenager. It's, they've had their life structured by AP tests and after-school sports programs and by their parents, which is what's happening these days. And so we're helping by uh, learning and listening to the veterans we're actually doing better work with teenagers because <laughs> you need to figure out no matter what age you are, what do you believe in and who are you becoming? What's your mission? How are you going to contribute and who are you going to belong to? And so it's listening to the veterans say, yeah, I, I've never had to think about this stuff. It's always been thought for me. But now that I'm given the chance and the opportunity, I know that in transition, there's a ton of stress and pressure and anxiety and oftentimes fear. So we want to provide the antidote to veterans to be able to think clearly and make better choices. We think they matter a lot. I wouldn't say more than anybody else, but we really take highly their position and what they've done for our country. And so we want to give them the absolute best because there's so much more to them than just the past mission that they've served. They're in some ways just getting started. Well, you know, uh, we're coming up again. It's a break again, but that's exciting. And I hope that everybody will listen and write down those five basic questions. What do you believe in? 
Who are you becoming? What's your mission? How will you contribute? And who do you belong to? Very interesting. And I think after the break, I'm going to ask Scott to tell me a little bit about what some of them mean. For example, I want to know who do I belong to? So stick with us. And after the break, we'll ask Mr. Schimmel these questions. And remember, you're listening to The Mentor Radio Show at www.thementorsradio.com. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. You're listening to The Mentors Radio. My guest is Scott Schimmel, who's helping us write our own story. And right before the break, he gave us five things that are important in understanding your issue in life. And I'm going to ask Scott to go through them now again and explain them to us uh, and then give us a little idea how to get into the process. So why don't we start again, Scott, with what do you believe in, et cetera, and tell us what each of those mean. Yeah, what do you believe in? I think that's a, it's a huge question. And rather than having someone else tell you what you believe in, I think it's important especially for a young person, to think through what you believe in. So a big part of that is what do you believe in about yourself? And I'll just get into like real top psychology for a sec. It's, I've heard it said by an author, Henry Nowen, he said, uh, we often confuse who we are with what we have, our possessions, or we are what we do, our accomplishments, or we are what people say about us, our reputation. And actually, that's, either one of those three is going to lead you down some unhealthy paths. Not that any of those is wrong in and of itself, but if you are really fixated on, for example, I really like when people think highly of me, but that often for me leads me to anxiety. Do they really like me? Do they really think I'm valuable? And so we want to help you think through what do you believe in about yourself? What do you believe in about the world? Is it a friendly place? Is it a good place? Does it have order? Is it out to get you? Like, what do you, what do you think? Uh, what, do you, what do you believe about your place in it? And I'd say that's where values come in. What, what do you believe you are called to do and to be in this world? And then finally, what do you believe about, I'd call him God. Other people would call him spirits or her, <laughs> meaning the big picture. So what do you believe in is, is an important one because our beliefs form our actions. And sometimes, uh, I'll speak for myself, a lot of the, my beliefs are betrayed by how I act. So I might tell you that I'm a generous person, but if you look at my bank account, uh uh-oh, maybe I'm not as generous as I think I am. So we want to help people align their their true beliefs to how they live. Uh, Secondly, it's what kind of person are you becoming? I I almost always go immediately in my mind to thinking about my grandfather who's passed away 15 years ago or so, but he was this larger-than-life, big, (laughs) laughs, uh, uh, big opinions. I can remember so many times he'd come over to our house to apologize for something that he said earlier in the day because he stuck his foot in his mouth. But I, I, I loved his generosity. I loved his spirit. He, he was the guy that taught me how to fish and how to throw a curveball. And so when I imagine myself getting older, a lot of his qualities and attributes, as well as my, my father's and my mom's, I, I look at these people and say, I want to become like that. But it's ultimately a reflection of the real me that I see inside them that I'm, I'm seeking to become. What so, you know, I, Scott, um, we, we, we have, we have a, a relatively limited time. I want sure. to make sure you get through them. Um, yep. So could we cover the last three uh, more or less quick, quickly? Totally. So what's my mission? How, what's the problem I want to solve, the problem that really bothers me? 
I think everyone has their own unique, and it's not always social. Sometimes it's very benign, perhaps, like I just cannot stand when things aren't organized. So go into accounting, organize things. Oh, how will I contribute? That's a very traditional strengths and talent uh, interest in, in um, where, where are your competencies and skills. And then finally, the belongings. I think that's actually the most important. It's my people. And it's not just family, although that's a key part of it, but it's who are my close friends that I really lean on, that know the real me, that I lean on them and they lean on, my, on, on me uh, in, in hindsight. Um, so I wanna, I'm going to be able to belong to a people, which is, I think, where most of us get a lot of our meaning. See, I thought you were going to say something like Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, or who, so whoever taught you to hit a good iron. I don't <laughs> know. New generation. It's Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're older than they are. Sorry, pal. <laughs> hey. Hey. Anyway, so uh, again, we just have a few minutes left, but I want to give you a chance to tell people how they would get started in this process. I mean, can they do it themselves? Yeah. Uh, is it self-reflection? And, and along the way, how do you contribute if they wanted to have someone like you contribute? Yeah, so a big part of the work we do is inside schools. So if you have kids in schools, or maybe you're an educator yourself, we have this whole suite of social-emotional development programs for schools. If you've got a kid, maybe you're stuck, you're worried about them, they're not really sure where they're going in life, we can set them up with one of our, we call them guides. It's a facilitator, a coach. We can set them up with one of our guides and walk them through this process to get clear. Veteran organizations, we love partnering with organizations. There's a lot of them. Actually, there's like 30,000 veteran organizations out there. So we're partnering with big ones already, like Team Rubicon, Pat Tillman Foundation. Uh, and then uh, uh, athletes, we're working with the Olympic athletes. I don't know if you've heard of them. <laughs> we're, we're working with Olympic athletes, helping them transition to life after sport. Uh, ultimately, on our website, we have a ton of resources, a podcast that's coming out, articles, a lot of uh, questions to work through yourself. But I think the best that you're going to get is by going through our full program and allowing someone, whether in a group setting or one-on-one, to walk you through all these big life questions. You know, I don't want to I don't want to push away from your particular thing, but is this something that's unique to your knowledge, unique only to your company, to your school? Or is it is it are there other things that people could look for to get help? Let's say if they're not in your area. I think there's a lot of like you said earlier, there's a lot of people that do things like coaching, life coaching, executive coaching, certainly therapy. When you find a good therapist, I think they will help you process big, important things in your life. Um, and there's some great books. I love guys like Parker Palmer, Let Your Life Speak, Henry Now. There's some great authors, Thomas Burden, that have helped. Uh, they've been writing for years on how do you understand who you are, your identity, and your vocation, and lean into that. And we've got a bunch of those resources, too, that we tag and link on our website. Well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm going to ask you to uh, maybe uh, send those in an email to me and I'll make sure they get on our website so that people can see the kinds of things they should be looking at. So um, as we as we wind down and we really only have about a minute left in this segment, can you tell me basically what how do you achieve the basic steps that I read on your website, which is self-awareness to self-confidence to self-direction? Self-awareness, we think, comes through the process. It's getting involved with these questions and it's literally pen to paper and it's literally face to face looking at someone and talking out loud and it's it's both sharing out loud and watching their reaction but it's also listening to people what they have to say about you what they've noticed about you and so this progression of i'm becoming clear about who i am and who i'm not and i'm, I'm not just clear about it i'm actually convinced of it 
that this is a good, right path for me. That's what we would call self-confidence. So that at some point, when there's choices to be made, especially in transition seasons, I can make the right choices for the right reasons, which is what we'd call self-direction. So it's now I'm in charge, I've got the pen, I'm writing the story, and we get to see that progression happen with all the people we work with. Well, that's that's powerful. And I, and I often believe, as I look especially the younger kids today, they really do lack self-confidence. I think it's one of the reasons they're so outrageous in some of the things they do is that they lack the confidence in themselves that they can succeed, that they can contribute to society. So we're coming up against a break, so stay with us, uh, listeners. We are going to be talking to Scott once more after the break, and I'm going to ask him to reiterate some of these points. But I also want to find out, how do I get an advisory board, and who's my advisory board? Remember, you're listening to The Mentors Radio, and Mr. Scott Schimmel is writing our own story for us. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back as we write our own story with Mr. Scott Schimmel, the chief guide and president of U-School. That's Y-O-U, capital S-C-H-O-O-L. It's a school all about you or all about me, and it helps us understand what we're supposed to do and how do we do it. So, Scott, you were telling us some of those things before, and I remember reading, I think again on your website, I recall reading about an advisory board, and that intrigued me because I am on a number of boards, some of them advisory boards. How do I get my own advisory board? Well, we think it's a real critical component of getting to self-awareness and self-confidence. We believe that everybody in their lives, in their relationship circles, has people that are ready, willing, and able to help them. And so for a typical high school student, they might be pretty isolated. For instance, they don't want to talk to their parents. They don't want to talk to other adults. But we found that it's really, it's really important for them too. So we want to help students identify and imagine a 360-degree sort of performance review idea that there are, uh, there's a friend out there that you have, a peer, that is wiser than the others. Uh, for instance, someone like one of your kids, one of your sons, that you can go to and have real honest conversations with. They'll tell you the truth. Then go pick somebody that's in your family. And this is a little bit challenging for some. They have a a dysfunctional family, let's say. But pick someone in your family. Could be one of your parents. Could be an older brother, an older sister. Could be an aunt or an uncle. But pick someone in your family because they know you in a certain light and a certain role that you play. And then pick someone for a student. We'd say pick someone on campus. or, or, Or for a veteran, we'd say pick someone that you've served with that knows you from a work or from a school setting. And then finally pick someone, if you can, that's doing something professionally that you're interested in. And so that's four people. And the background of that for raising up healthy emerging adults is that a, a kid, an adolescent, actually needs to have relationships with a number of adults in order to make the transition well. And so we want to structure that. We want to require that. And it's not just having these people around who are ready, willing, and able to help. It's actually having meaningful conversations with them. And so everyone who goes through our program not only is working on a lot of self-reflection questions and prompts, they're having conversations with with a peer group if they're going through a a group setting, but then they're also repeating those conversations with their advisors, their advisory board, and getting the feedback and the support. And and these are the people that are going to know you for a long time, well after you graduate, well after you transition out of this team or out of this military unit, and they're going to be the ones who help you remember the kinds of things that you've declared and decided on, the real you. So uh, I think it's actually probably the most critical component, but getting people to 
broach the subject, getting people to take, because it's, it's a vulnerable, risky thing, I think, where a lot of people are predisposed to not be vulnerable. We want to encourage it and then facilitate it. Well, you, you're right on, and I've had that experience in my life over and over again. Uh, in group settings, it's people often talk too much and don't listen enough, and you've mm-hmm. got to find people you respect to listen to. But yeah. unfortunately, uh, we have talked too much today. We uh, have run out of time. So I want to thank you very much for being with us, Scott. And I want to tell my listeners that you can go to our website at www.thementorsradio.com. And uh, there you'll find links to all of the shows, as I mentioned at the beginning of our show today. But you'll also find a link to the U School. And that will help you get back and learn some of the, get some of this information that you heard today. And this time, write it down. So bring a pencil and, and a pen with you. Um, but if you like what you heard and you want to share it with your friends, or even if you tuned in late, you can listen to the whole show again on the website, thementorsradio.com. And also, I hope that you'll go to our voice line and leave us messages, both in terms of things you like, didn't like, or possibly things you'd like to hear. So this is your mentor host, Rick Brutico, signing off of this edition of The Mentors and reminding you to tune in again next week at the same time on the same station. And remember, in every day, in every way, do your part to make our world a little better. Thanks for listening. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.